On May 20th of 2019, going into my senior year of college, I began a journey. Originally, I was just looking to better myself as an individual. But before I knew it, I had a team and a community around me discussing our daily struggles. Just a community looking to better ourselves physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. My name is Brett Ferguson, and welcome to the Struggle of Sovereignty. Hey guys, what's up? I'm Jack Taylor, and I'm alongside Phil Godwin, and this week we've got another kind of special, not special, but just a little bit different type of episode. We've been talking as a team about a different direction that we wanted to go with this podcast, because we love having the guests on, and we love getting to hear their stories, but we realize that, you know, we've also still got some stories to tell. I mean, somehow Phil has agreed to be on a third episode after saying he never wanted to come on an episode to begin with, <laughs> but, and I know that, you know, if y'all know anything about me that I... I love hearing myself talk. That's one thing about That's me. That's the most humble thing he ever said, Jack. That was <laughs> So I, I tried to stay away from getting on the podcast on this one because I was like, I'll just stay behind the scenes. But uh, we decided to do, you know, one about we, – we kind of touched on it a little bit last week um, with, you know, the coronavirus affecting our senior years, you know, with Phil and Brett and I. Um, and we kind of straight away, just cause Phil, you know, had a lot more to talk about with, you know, with what he's been doing this last month. And it was an amazing story. I remember editing it and listening to it and I had never heard that story and never heard some of the things that Phil had talked about like that. Got so deep, man. it did honestly, like yeah. he, like they texted me before, like, Hey, it's going to get deep. And I, I was, I was scared. Not going to lie. Yeah. I was like, what are they going to be talking about? And, yeah. and Brett's front porch with Alaska sitting out back. Yeah. But um, so this week we're going to touch on that just a little bit again, just because it is a touchy subject for everybody. And I mean, people around the world are trying to do things to help. Like, you know, John Kaczynski with the some good news, that thing he does. Yeah, they're they're going to have a uh, like a virtual graduation oh, that's cool. for people through Zoom, yeah. which is really dope. So I might hop onto that. My mom, actually, uh, we have a neighbor who's like she's from uh, New Jersey. I can't do a Jersey accent, well, but she's she's got a raspy voice, and she's like, "I'm throwing a graduation for everybody. <laughs> Everyone, everyone's kids are gonna like we. I'm from Raleigh, so like NC State, Chapel Hills, yeah. Charlotte, and then a lot of us went to Durham USC. Triangle. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna do like a graduation in her backyard, and we're oh, gonna wear cool. gowns. Yeah, all the moms are gonna give like a little speech. Um, God bless my mom. I know she'll cry. Which is, oh, yeah. I mean, like I'm not like. I'm excited to be. I'm more excited to be done with college than yeah. I am to graduate. I think is a good way to put it. It hasn't set in for me yet. Like, oh, it's. It, I don't feel any different. Like we t- we were done with classes. Yeah. I'm done with classes. I don't know about you. I mean, yeah. I think you are. And yeah. I like I turned in my last assignment and I was like, we're just people now. That's it. It's yeah. wild. It's the strangest thing. No and, longer students at the University of South Carolina. And I mean, they always talk about it. It goes by in like a blink of an eye. And, yeah. it, and it really did. I mean, think about just yesterday. Like we were moving in to Cola Hall. That's, you know, the, one of the dorms by Capstone in, in, in South Carolina. And that's actually where Phil and I met. So, Because yeah. a lot of people don't know this story, at least not a lot of the people that follow the struggle to sovereignty. Yeah. We haven't really talked about it. But Phil and I uh, actually lived on the same floor in Columbia Hall freshman year. We lived across the hall from each other. Um, what, I had, even, what even brought you to USC? What brought me to USC? Because you're out of state, too. Like, you're from Charlotte. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, honestly, I wanted to be, I've known for a long time that I wanted to be a, journal, a journalist. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to play football, but from a very, you know, from an age, I was like, God has not given me that talent. <laughs> God has not made me the size. How tall to, are you? I think I've scraped 5'10 now, maybe. <laughs> I think. I don't know. I didn't get above five feet until sophomore year of high school. I just think it's funny. I think I've scraped it. Oh, so I really have. I mean, yeah. I would say, I, I've said I'm 5'9 and 3 quarters for the last, like, six months of my life. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm either 5'11 and 3 quarters or 6 <laughs> foot, depending on if you're asking my doctor or my driver's license. I would so. give my second born child to be above six foot yeah. honest to god i would like people always say like oh you don't want to be that tall yes i do stop it i want to be tall like i want facial hair i want to be tall that's all i want in life but 
So I've kind of gotten, I've been, my dad was a, was a, was a journalist. He was a sports reporter. So I kind of had it in my blood. And so I started going to schools. I started looking at schools that had better journalism programs. Yeah. Your Missouri's, your Chapel Hills, your, you know, um, there's like Kent State, like a lot of the big ones. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't have the grades for Chapel Hill at all. If you are a, yeah, you're not missing if out. you're if you're in state, you have to have like a 5.0 to get into Chapel yep. Hill. And I'm kind of glad that I didn't go there. Come to think of it, or that I didn't even have the grades to go there. I did a camp when I was in high school at Chapel Hill, getting mm -hmm. to do it, and that's when I really fell in love with it because people were like, Jack, why are you spending a week of your summer? Fell in love with Chapel Hill or fell in love with journalism? Journalism. They're yeah. like, why are you doing a week, uh, spending a week of your summer, what, doing basically what is more school, you know? And yeah. I was like, because we had to do like a package, we had to do a story, and it took a week, and it was like we got like critiqued on it, and. When I was doing it, I got to be a reporter, and I realized that I, it wasn't work to me. Like, I loved doing it. I yeah. genuinely enjoyed it. And Because I'm one of those people, I can't be behind a, a cubicle every day doing the same stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll, I'll lose my mind. Punch in, punch out. I, I can't do that. I have yeah. too much ADHD for that. I have too much. I, I do. So I toured USC because I had heard some good stuff from my friends. I had yeah. some older friends that, had gone, that were going there at the time, and I toured it. And they always say, you know, when you tour it, that's one of, I mean, South Carolina is one of the most beautiful campuses. Oh, dude, I fell in love with that like, place. Like, that's exactly when, I, when I first toured yeah. it, I was like, you're, you're joking. Like, yeah. look at this. And luckily enough, they just built a new school of journalism, like state-of-the-art equipment Lucky. and new studio. It was, uh, it was well, because before, they had their classes in the Coliseum. Oh, Which, man. if anyone's oh, ever yeah. stepped foot in the Coliseum, yeah. it's just, it drains your life force. Yeah. It's awful. So I joined because of that, you know, they gave me, uh, they accepted me pretty quickly, even got some out-of-state money, so I was like, and it's not too far from home, plus you can't beat SEC football. I mean, you can maybe beat Gamecock football, but you can't beat... <laughs> not if you're Georgia. Not if you're Georgia, no, yeah. but you can't beat, beat SEC football. But, yeah. but what about you? What brought you here? Um, right there. So I, I grew up in Raleigh, so I grew up in like this little, it's called the Triangle. I grew up in the, like literally the center of a brawl between Duke, UNC, and NC State. Yeah. And I just hated it growing yeah. up. Yeah. I was like, ACC, like, I went to ACC football games at NC State. Like, it just isn't, it, it never excited me. But then I remember one day, and I recently admitted this to my little brother, Michael. Um, he's actually, he's at UNCW right now. He actually okay. just shaved his uh, beard to get a handlebar mustache. Oh, God in heaven. So now he looks like Hulk Hogan if Hulk Hogan was like a preview. Of course. Um, <laughs> so I don't think I, he ever um, was a preview. What? I think he ever was a preview. Oh. I think he was just, he was like that from birth. Came out the womb like 6'3". Exactly. Two, five, yeah. What a brother. <laughs> but, um, so my little brother actually went to a USC football game uh, I think it was in he was in middle school mm -hmm. and he brought home a cup like a Turvis tumbler uh -huh. what I'm talking about and it had the Gamecock logo on there like with the fighting Gamecock on it Ooh. and I remember I saw that and I was like that logo I was like that looks really cool I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna check that out yeah and, and I I didn't know where I wanted to go to college. I had no clue. And then I looked at the stadium, and I was like, oh, South University of South Carolina. I don't know. It just rang. It mm -hmm. just rang in my ears a certain way. Um, and I, you know, I, I told my parents, like, probably my soft – once I was a junior, I started, like, really wanting to go. Like, really – like, bullheadedly, like, Mom, like, I'm not <laughs> playing anywhere else. Yeah. Like, and it wasn't, like, a Cinderella story, but um, – I was I just wanted to go so bad because I wanted to kind of get out. I wanted to try something new. Yeah. Kind of like with me talking on this right now. Like I wanted to push myself in an uncomfortable situation. Yeah. Like, I had like all kids from my high school. Like they all either went to NC State, Chapel Hill, UNC Charlotte. Yeah. Uh, ECU, which is great. I mean, if they like the schools, it's good for them. But I wanted to meet new people, and that's why we're sitting here right now. Yeah. Um, and I just remember like the when I was touring, what got me, what really convinced me was when we were walking on the horseshoe mm -hmm. and it was like the middle, it was like the late afternoon in February. I toured twice. One time it was beautiful. The second time it was pouring and it was oh. so cold. But the one time it was beautiful, we were on the horseshoe and the way that the sun was reflecting off of the leaves 
off of the oak trees to where it was this like bright green onto the bricks. I remember looking and I was like, I have to go here. Mm -hmm. So I worked, we hired tutors for my ACT because like I'm not a great test taker. I don't think, it's kind of like people saying that they're bad with names. I think everyone's like a pretty bad yeah. test taker except for a small percentage of people, which is how they work. Yeah. Um, but you know, I hired tutors. I studied so hard for the ACT. Score was like right on the range to get in-state tuition because my parents were like, you can't go here if you have to pay out of state. Yeah. It's pretty expensive. It, it is. So I um, I worked so hard. I remember every single day was just like, I'm going to South Carolina. I'm going to South Carolina. And I called, I called the school. Like I tried getting it to work. And then um, I actually didn't get in. It's not like I got denied or deferred, but I didn't get the acceptance letter back until a month and a half after all my other friends did. Really? Yeah. It took a, it took a little bit extra time for me to get that acceptance letter. So I got the acceptance, but I never got a scholarship uh-huh. to start. So I was like, oh, God, like, <laughs> am I going to have to? I even thought about, like, not even going to college because, like, I had no desire to go to NC State. I had no desire it's to go. too much to, brick. I got waitlisted <laughs> at Chapel Hill, um, thank God, because my dad was like, you, if you get into Chapel Hill, like, I'm forcing you to go there because it's such really? a good school. Yeah, and, like, I love my dad, but, like, <laughs> he, has, he has good points because, you know, he didn't have that opportunity um, That's true. when he was, you know, that age. So I understood it, but I was also like, I'm not going to this fucking school. <laughs> I got like I sent my application to Chapel Hill, and they electronically laughed at me. It, it was the they were, I tried to ask my teacher to write me a recommendation letter for Chapel Hill too, and because she was on the, the board of directors for the School of Journalism at Chapel Hill. Oh wow! And she was literally like, "You're not going to get in." And I was like, oh. "You couldn't even just oh, like wow. sugarcoated it." Well, that's the thing. It's like the whole that was part of the reason why I didn't want to go. They're so it was it was just a lot of uh, what's the right word. It's not stingy, but um, pretentious is a little too aggressive. Yeah. But pretentious. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> really. But pretentious, you know, and that's that's why I didn't like it. I at USC, I came in and I was always I was welcome. Everyone was so cool, um, and I just felt not at home because that's cheesy, but I felt like I could build something there and yeah. do something worth it. Um, but you know, with the I still at this point I didn't have um, a scholarship yet, so I couldn't go, and it actually happened. I was I remember I was in my old. 5 Series, it was a 1994 green 5 Series BMW (laughs) that I completely drove into the ground (laughs) because there was this manual option. Oh, um, no. I called it manual. There was no clutch. There was just a sh- there was just a what? one, two, a three, and a four. Yeah, it know. was an automatic car. Okay. So, so all right, I get that. <laughs> so basically, I blew the transmission. Like, <laughs> my parents like that's why they won't let me drive. Uh, we have a 2003 BMW at home. They won't let me drive it because I blew the transmission <laughs> on the other one. But I was driving home from uh, theater practice after school because I was in the pit orchestra. I was and, about to say, you definitely did not do theater. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, I can't take myself seriously. Enough. But um, we're driving home. I was driving home alone, and my mom called me, and she's like, hey, like, check this out. And she sent me a picture, and it was the scholarship that I needed to go. It was the Woodrow Scholarship, and I remember, like, I literally cried. <laughs> I was so happy. Really? I cried driving home. Yeah, I was like, That's God. Fantastic. I was like, I'm so, because, like, my, my, I'm getting teary now thinking about it, because, like, it was <laughs> such an important, like, I wanted that so yeah. bad. Like, I never wanted anything so bad as to, like, have the decision to go. Like, how many people do you know that said, like, oh, this wasn't my first choice? A to good to, number uh, of South people. Carolina? Any college, you know? No, yeah, any college. You know, I've met people that go to Clemson, and they were like, oh, this wasn't my first choice. I was like, that wouldn't be my last choice. But <laughs> they, um, I, I get to be that person where I was like, I wanted to go here, and yeah. I worked my absolute ass off, and I might have gotten a little lucky, oh, but... <laughs> I got it, and it happened. Luck so. is underrated. Yeah. Luck is, I say, most of my life, for the most part, has been luck and a little hard work. Well, I think I think it's more so you take advantage of the situation because of the effort that you put in. It's like, 
you know, you don't you don't miss a good opportunity, but a lot of people don't know a good opportunity when they see oh, one. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. And like, I mean, I'm not we're not wise at all. Like we're no. 22, but I've I've told that. Like, I mean, like you, dude, you're you're highly energetic. You're extremely hardworking. And it's like throwing shit at a wall, you know? It's going to stick eventually. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying, you know, your content shit. <laughs> That's not what I mean at all. <laughs> but at some point, yeah. I mean, you know, and it's a lot of the times, you know, with your upbringing and your parents. I mean, I remember it was the same kind of thing. Like, I had the, I got, I had gotten the out-of-state or the in-state tuition for it, but it was still kind of like, still a bit pricey. Like, there were some other places. I got in like a, uh, a full ride at Bama and like, uh, like, <coughs> uh, like two-thirds scholarship at High Point. Yeah. And that was where I was like, and I was really conflicted because I was like, okay, High Point, if, if you've ever been to High Point, the university, it's it's insane. It's like that school from Zoe 101 on crack. Like, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. But outside the campus was nothing. Yeah. And I was like... It's kind of sketchy, isn't it? it? Horribly sketchy. Yeah. But they didn't... And they didn't have football, but, like, they had what I thought at the time was a great school of journalism. Like, they had great facilities. So I was really, like... That was kind of, like, my safety, per se. And I was like, I'd rather go... Because I applied to other places like Appalachian State, uh, like Miami, mm -hmm. like, places like Georgia. And I hadn't really heard back from any of them because yeah. they were actually... Like, Miami and Georgia were a lot more, like... Georgia's hard to get into. Dude, it was. And I was not yeah. ready for that. And same with Miami. Like, they were really, really strict with grades, which yeah. I was not... I didn't know. Yeah. So then I'd gotten... My, my mom had showed me. She was like, there's a scholarship for the, for the School of Journalism. Only, like, only J school people can apply for it. And, like, you have to just send this, like, this, you know this this essay and I was like I don't really know if I'm like I'm not even in the school what do you like I don't think I can get it yeah ended up writing the paper I don't even remember what I wrote the paper on and I remember my my dad called me we, we were at football practice and I was running out of the field house and my dad called me and he was like I didn't mean the open letter but you got both you got the scholarship and he, he still I can't explain how it works to this day but somehow that scholarship but the other other scholarship got me like a lot more money than I thought it was going to. Like they yeah. combined and got more, so I was able to because I have two little brothers and my mom at the time. My dad was basically unemployed. Like yeah. he was doing freelance stuff as a journalist, and my mom's a doctor. But like she gets crap pay as a woman doctor, as the yeah. only woman in her firm. Yeah. So like, and I'm not saying that the rest of the like that it's like favorites or anything, but like especially at that time, what type they of doctor were, is she? Uh, she's a family practitioner. Okay. And so that whole practice, like, I mean, they like not none of the doctors at that practice make what they should be making. Yeah. So like. We and with two younger brothers, like you still have to figure out, you know, how you're going to put them through college, yeah. you know. So like we were big on that. They're like, you need to get some money. So they were pushing me to go, you know, where I got more money. And it wasn't like like USC. No, it wasn't my first choice. But like upon going there and upon like you know touring the campus, I was like I like when I got the call. My dad called me. I I got so excited. Yeah. I was so happy. And I was like because. And it was kind of like, you know, it was kind of like we were now. And I keep telling myself, like, you know, because with employment right now, you know, everything's kind of up in the air for everybody. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the places that are hiring aren't the number one choices for people. Mm -hmm. And I kept telling myself, you know, and I kept finding myself, I'm like, like literally afraid to the point where I'm nauseous because I'm like, if I don't get a job, like, what am I going to do? You yeah. know, and that's stupid to think of because, like, at some point something's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But, like, you just you never know. And so I was like, well, look it. Look back to how you were, you know, four years ago. And I kind of said this in one of my posts, like. I never would have thought four years ago that South Carolina would have become the home it was. I was going to a place where I really didn't know anybody other, oh, yeah, than, my other than my roommate. And yeah. like, same with you, like we only really knew our roommates. I knew, I knew my roommate and like six or seven other people from same. high school, but, and they're still friends of mine, but like, I didn't want to stay in that niche. Yeah. And I think you're the same one. No. Yeah. It wasn't like, I, I'm glad that it happened that yeah. way because like I grew so much more as a person and got so many more experiences because I had, I was forced to, mm -hmm. like I had to hang out with different people. And so it's kind of like what's been motivating me now. I'm like, look at no matter where you go, like, you're going to be able to make to make friends. And if you're find... willing, if you're willing to put yourself out there. Yeah. Because which... I mean, like, let's be honest. Like, you're pretty energetic. You, you talk a lot. You know, people tend to sometimes people don't like that. People either get scared by it or they're drawn to it. Yeah. It's, one, it's either or. Yeah. I remember like, 
I, and I've said this to a point, like, to some of my younger friends in college, like, because we have, like, I had some friends that over the years, like, especially in college, like, as I'm getting older and they're, like, coming in as freshmen that I've been, become friends with, and I'm like, hey, man, you got to tone it down a bit. Just because yeah. I, I don't know how people put up with me freshman year. I go back and look at snap stories or look at, like, I have a video, I saw a video of you dancing on a table in Poorhouse freshman yep, year. Yep. <laughs> it was the, I was so ridiculous. You were the only guy on the table. I would, I, yeah, and literally, like, and I would do that all the time. Like, I remember, like, going to the fountains when we would win, like, the, you know, when we won, like, the, uh, in March final Madness four, games. Yeah, 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 and yeah. we got to the final four, like, going out to the fountains and just dancing. I saw myself, like, dancing in the middle of a circle and I looked like I'm having a seizure. Yeah. I'm like, who, why did you people put up with me? <laughs> but it's who you are. Yeah, that but seemed to work out pretty. Well. It did, and I I toned down a bit, thank God. So I, eh, I wouldn't, and that's I would. I'm not saying you didn't tone down, <laughs> but it's like, you know, I think something that you've never done is put yourself, let people put you into a box. Yeah. And I mean, going to going to a college like completely changing your environments is a really risky. Yeah. Situation when it comes to that because you don't know how people are going to react to who you are. No. Yeah. So I I think it's really admirable that like you never really changed. I mean, that's the wrong term. I say that a lot, but that's the wrong term. I think term. it's, too, like, the people that, like, especially freshman year, like, when we, we talk about, like, freshman year was really, really important. And yeah. it always is for everyone. But, like, I think those people, like, the friends that you make freshman year, like, the people that you've never met before other than that year, mm-hmm. they, like, the because the bond you, you have is weird. They become, you become so close with these people mm-hmm. so quickly that you've ne- only met, you've only known them for a couple weeks. But, yeah. like, I remember. Hung out with them all the time. Yeah, I mean, literally every day. Yeah. And so these people, they care about you enough to the point where they will call you, like, they, like, I remember, like, like, you and Matt and, like, even, like, Thomas or, like, Danielle, y'all were, like, okay, like, yeah, there are sometimes, like, Jack, you gotta calm down, yeah. like, just because that's what y'all, and, like, y'all cared enough to say that and yeah. wouldn't bite your tongue about it, like, I had friends, you know, in high school that went to South Carolina that were just kind of, like, allowing me to be that same kind of, and, like, not saying it was a bad thing, but, yeah. like, I look back at it and I'm glad that I had friends like y'all to kind of, like, call you out. Yeah, because it's what it is. Like, yeah. I mean, you called me out of more of my stuff freshman year than, and too, but, like, out of love. It really. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm, it's not, I mean, that's why we're sitting here, man. Exactly. Because, yeah. I mean, meeting you freshman year, like, it's wild I think about it. Like, I can't pinpoint the day we first even met. I, it had to have been moving day or something I like remember, that. I remember, I mean, I remember moving day because I remember my mom, um, hid. I can say this now because all my brothers have all done their freshman year. Mm-hmm. My mom's very like not gift oriented, but she likes to like surprise you yeah. with like small things, yeah. like letters and stuff. So I was, I my parents had left. You know, I said goodbyes. I hugged my mom. She was crying. My dad shook my hand. You know, the whole becoming a man thing. Yeah. Um, and I get in my room and I open my desk drawer because I was still cleaning and there was a letter there from my mom. Oh. She totally blindsided yep. me with that. And I remember I was playing Chance the Rapper's album Acid Rap. <laughs> on my speaker because I was setting my room up um, and Packy, Packy across the hall was like, yo, it's a good album, man. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God, like this is legit. This like, is college. I'm, I'm here. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I, I don't know why I just brought that up, but that's that's my first like move in memory. Yeah. And I don't, you weren't, I don't remember you being there, but I, I mean, we just met within the group. Yeah. I mean. Because we, we all, and that was the beauty part about like, like, Clay and I were kind of mad at first, because Clay was in the capstone program, and if y'all don't know what that is, it's kind of like in high school where you had, you know, you had your standard, you had your, honor, or your honors and AP. So, like, in college it was standard, and then capstone was the honors, and then and yeah. then honors was AP. Yeah, I was capstone too. It didn't really make a difference. It really didn't. It really <laughs> didn't, honest, no. It didn't make I can't, a difference. so, like, so we had, like, Cole Hall was, like, the overflow. Yeah. So, like, and so Clay was in capstone, and I wasn't. Yeah. And I'm assuming Matt was Yeah, so, I wanted to live in, um... In capstone. So did Clay. Yeah. And, and they told wanted, us, yeah. they told us that we would be in the capstone community. Yeah. And we were like, oh, that means we get to live in capstone. Yeah. 
that wasn't true. Yeah, and I was so pissed. Um, and this is no offense to Matt, but like I wanted to live with someone like completely random and have like that in, that in, that experience. Yeah. And um, when I got into Capstone and Matt wasn't, I I didn't have like the heart to yeah. make it like, hey man, like, not that I don't like you, like, cause he's one of my best friends. Yeah. Like, I just don't want to live with you for a year. Yeah. And I never told him that. I don't think if he listens to this, he'll <laughs> find out. I've never told him that. Um, but. I was like, okay, like, because I appealed to get into the capstone. Program. So did Clay. I thought it was such a big deal. I was yeah. Like, I want to, and it's, it doesn't make a difference. Well, because Clay was he like, I mean, he's like that was one of the people like he wanted to go to South Carolina since birth. Like yeah. his his family was all like it had so many ties to it. Like he'd gone to South Carolina games since he was a child, and so like he was kind of pissed and he appealed too. Yeah. And like, I kind of felt the same way. Like I knew Clay through. I met Clay senior year. I knew him through. We met in choir. <laughs> that's that's how we met, and yeah. we became like when I got accepted in South Carolina. Like, and he knew he got accepted to South Carolina, too, and he knew that's where he wanted to go. Like, we just had, like, a conversation. Like, because we, we knew each other fairly well. We had hung out with each other for the majority of that senior year. But, like, other than that, and, like, we knew each other before that, just not really well. Yeah. And so, like, he that's asked. A good, that's a good dynamic. It, well, it was at the time. Yeah. And so I had just, like, and I was like, okay, that was, like, especially since I was going somewhere that I didn't really know a lot of people, I was like, it'd be nice to live with someone that I know. Yeah. And so, and. <laughs> And Clay, I love you, buddy, and you know I do, but we were horrible roommates. Yeah. We were so passive-aggressive to each other. We had such different schedules. The Batcave. Dude, we the Batcave, yes. Because he never turned the lights on. He, his, his, and his, his rationale for never doing it, he was like, the lights and the thermostat are on my side, so I get to control it. And I was like, Clay, was he so loved it freezing. And like I, love, like, I look back at my memories of, uh, of like freshman year, and like I loved that Clay was there. Part of me wanted to do the random thing, too, and meet someone, because like, yeah. you get such cool things from that. Yeah. Or it could be nightmares. Yeah. And like Clay and I are great friends now because we don't live together anymore but like our room our suite was so wild because it was me it was clay and then on the other side it was packy and juice packy was his god-given name his name was patrick but he always went by packy and that's what he told us and this kid this had a flow like he came in and he came in to introduce us and then he's very uh woke he's just he's he's <laughs> oh my god he's just the, the one of the like he's like european he reminds me of like how a european would honest would to god dress, yeah how, honest to god yeah. And he would come, he would like, he would get, just come and have these like, those most strange conversations about politics or about conspiracies. Yeah. It was wild. Yeah, but I always, I always loved it. It was Oh, so, it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And, and then I could take had, him seriously at times too, because he, he's a smart kid. Oh, no, and see, he knew what he was talking about Packy's for the most smart, part too, yeah. yeah. And then we had Giuseppe, and he went by Juice, because there, I, I saw him. I don't remember why. Why did they call him Juice? Because, well, for the one thing, he, and again, I, I love the kid, and I hope he's doing really well. He was sober maybe 20% of that year. Oh, yeah. And I hope that's not year. incriminating or anything. Yeah. But he And then he just was, and he was hilarious, yeah. though. And then it was Clay, and you called, said the Batcave because he was Batman. Yeah. He stayed up in his loft, and the lights were off, and he would poke his head out, or he'd poke his head back in. Like, that's what he would do. It was hilarious. Or he'd play FIFA in his room. Or and wake then, up at 6 a.m. on Saturday to watch soccer. Dude, I remember the first day <laughs> he did that, and he literally kicked the, the, the chair into the wall because some Liverpool did something bad. And I was up in my loft in bed, and you know, like, they had... Had, like the popcorn ceilings like he screamed at yeah. 6 a.m and i launched up and hit my oh, head God. on the popcorn ceiling and it rained down so but he was he batman asbestos in there too yep and mm. then i i was milk <laughs> that was my my nickname freshman year and uh because Such a weird nickname man <laughs> people i told my friends that like from high school when i came back and they're like you're proud of that like you, you i still have some of the guys that were like allegra's friends that yeah. lived on like floor two they'll see me down they saw me downtown and be like milk what's up either yeah. they don't remember my real name yeah or they just liked calling it's me that. It's a good pseudonym to know you by. I I never had a problem with it, and to explain, just to not be weird about it, I I just from from a young age like I eat cereal all the time. I just have, and I would. <laughs> Hi, I, I'm Jack. I eat a lot of cereal. Literally, like <laughs> if you, I think Jerry Seinfeld and I would be very good friends because that's all he does is eat cereal, and that's probably where I got it from. 
from watching Seinfeld with my dad. Literally, like I wasn't allowed to watch SpongeBob as a kid in high school, but me and my dad would watch Seinfeld. Wait, after you couldn't class. watch SpongeBob? No, my mom thought it was it was it was. Don't aggressive. drop the soap, Squidward. Like that type of stuff. Sure, <laughs> I don't. I really don't know. I've never asked her about it. But so there was one. I didn't really spend a whole lot of time on the floor to begin with, just because I had some friends I met in orientation. Yeah. And so they lived out at Cl- uh, Cliff Apartments, like the other side of campus. Yeah. And so I came back from hanging out with them at like like midnight and I got and I was like I know I need milk and so I went to the, the little convenience store and I got a gallon of milk yeah. and I walk I'm walking across the bridge by Blatt and I like on the way it was kind of hot I got kind of thirsty so I started drinking some of the milk you were walking down the street yes because I was, I was thirsty <laughs> and so I get up onto the floor and the, like everyone this is what we would do we would all hang out on the floor like literally just sit in the hallway and play music we did that so much and I loved it. It was one of we like pissed so many people off. Oh, dude. so many people off. We piss everyone off. Everyone like if I I meet people now like as seniors and they're like, oh, I lived in Cola Hall too. What floor were you on? Um, <laughs> like floor three. They're like, oh. It was it, <laughs> it's you, never a, y'all. Oh, I know. It's like, a, it's like a, you guys suck. And so <laughs> I remember they were all hanging out on the floor and I came out and literally it was just you and Thomas and Clay and my sweetmates who knew who I was. Yeah. No one else on the floor knew who I was because yeah. they just didn't see me for the first like two weeks of school. Yeah. Because that was a cool part about our freshman year too. Like it, the schedule we had. We ha- got to move in like two weeks before school started. Yeah. We didn't have anything to do. Yeah, that was That's awesome. how we got really close. Like yeah. now they kind of shorten it, and I feel bad for the freshmen because they get like, what, like three days? Yeah. And then they have to go to class? Yeah. But so I came up with this half drinking gallon of milk, and no one knew who I was. And then Jared, RM, runs out of the room. There was like some sort of drug bust happening on like another floor. What a great way to start your freshman year. I know, year right? College, and so he right? like tells us that and he runs up and we're all like, can we come? And he's like, no. <laughs> we still went anyway though. So we all, like we run to the elevator and I'm like, wait, I gotta put my milk back in the fridge. And like Packy grabs me like, there's no time. And he pulls me in the elevator. <laughs> and so we go up to the seventh floor where this is happening and I still have half a gallon of milk. And then we just wanted to go meet other floors. So remember we went to other floors yeah. and, I, and I just was carrying this half gallon of milk God. the entire time. So from then on, they started calling me milk. And I was like, I'm okay with it. Probably because I said my name at the beginning and they just didn't remember it. So they're like, we're just going to call you, we're going to call you Milk. And that's just what, like, that's what our floor was, dude. Like, we would go to football games together. You remember when we stole every couch in the entire building and put it on our floor? Oh my God, that was my favorite memory of freshman year. We literally, because we came back, someone came back from the bars one night. I think it was Daniel and like, I think it was Daniel and and, and It and had Packy. to have been Daniel. It, it was, was Daniel probably and someone. Daniel and, Packy. and they stole. We would prank the second floor all the time. We stole their Wi-Fi router. We we threw, we threw eggs. Out. We threw eggs at their doors, and they were so pissed. And we put like pudding on their doors and stuff like that. And it was Thomas and our RM would do this. Like our RM allowed this because he was the best RM ever. Oh god. And so we someone stole like their couches from their study room and put it on the floor. Well, Jared thought this was the funniest thing in the world. So he was like, if you. He was like, if you do this, if you steal every couch from every study room in the, in the, in the building, we'll I will throw a party. He was like, I'll throw a party for our other RM's 21st birthday. He yeah. was like, I'll use my, like my $600 paycheck that I just got to fund a party with like catering, drinks, everything, everything. in, oh, in the study room. So we got every able-bodied man and woman. And we, it we, was war, dude. It was war. Because then certain floors, like I talked to my buddy John Casper. He lived on floor five. Yeah. And I remember to this day, like we walked into their study room. He was sitting there. Weren't you there with me? Yeah. We walked in and he was just sitting there. Like, he was just sitting there. Guarding was, the couch. He was guarding the couches. He was like, I'm not letting you take it. And I, I was think like, I have a video. I have a video of us. Doing I hope that. so. And literally, like we stacked, we would stack them on top of each other in the hallways. We would put them in our rooms. Yeah. People started putting them in their rooms to lock us out. Yeah, we them. put them in Jack. We put them in Jack Patton's room. We put them in. Uh, I had one Sona's in my room. room. We had one in your room. I think there was one in Jeff, Jeff and Daniel's room next door to me. We put but it yeah, literally the, everywhere. The other rooms would they would put them in their rooms so we so we couldn't steal get them. to them. We're like Jared, you have to help us out. Like did we get all of them or like did we just like we missed? I think one. Yeah. I think we missed one, but Jared still let us still have it because yeah, because why wouldn't he? And that was that was like my that was my last day of freshman year. 
That was yeah. That was the last night of freshman year. Because I, because I, Clay had already moved out, and I was planning on moving out. I was done with exams, but I wanted to stay for the party. And I, God, it was just like freshman year was so. And we couldn't have asked for a better freshman year. Like with. Oh yeah. Like I remember, like when we got the, the first time we tailgated at uh, the at memorial lots, and my parents like, I was trying to st- act like I was sober. And my mom and dad were like, uh, my dad was like, he started messing with me. He started like tipping me. And like, we were in Bojangles. We had to meet them. But that was the night of the Tennessee game, wasn't it? Was that the Tennessee game? I think. That was one. Okay, so Tennessee was one of my favorite. That was the night game. That was one of, Yeah, that was one of my favorite. And Thomas games. came to that too. Yeah, I have a picture with Thomas at the <laughs> game. I have a selfie with Thomas. He Thomas was, was my roommate sophomore year, and he lived on our floor freshman year. And he was like the, one of the funniest dudes on the planet, but he was so antisocial. Yeah. And so he just wouldn't come out to things. Which oh. is weird because everyone loved him. Everyone, everyone loved him. He, just didn't, he didn't like people. Like yeah. people that he didn't know, which is yeah. fair. Like people can kind of be annoying if you're that kind of person. Yeah. So like we People lived, can be annoying. Like we lived together period. sophomore year, and like I lived with him and another random dude. And like he always like he apologized like dude I was a horrible roommate sophomore year because I just didn't come out of my room like, he didn't and I I love him to death still and like we always talk about like if we were to live together as adults yeah it would be perfect yeah but dude like and then we had like we had like the final four we had the women winning the national championship yeah. like it was insane remember they came to our the the women's basketball team came to our floor yeah and that's when the Migos album uh, what what album was that called again oh crap I don't, it had um, like get right with you and like. Um, I don't even remember. I can't remember, but we were playing that album and like literally we started dancing, dancing like, with the women's basketball team and like Don Staley and they weren't even that huge at the time. Like we didn't know. Yeah, we knew. But yeah, like, Don Staley was just right there. Yeah, Asia, Asia Wilson and Don Staley were just in, in yeah. front of our elevators. I have videos from that day. Yeah. And we would just like we would watch movies together. We would stay all like we would go downtown together. We would eat at Russell House. Literally, like I miss the, that aspect, like mm-hmm. that family dynamic, so much because like yeah. you don't get that. Like that's why I didn't want to live in apartment style. And I tell kids that yeah. are moving into like dorms, I'm like, don't live in an apartment style. Yeah, don't, don't live, live in a suite there. style. Yeah, because you get to you don't have to share a bathroom with the floor. Yeah, but you also get and you get a roommate. But then you get like because when I went to apartment style dorms, like no one had their rooms open. Yeah, everyone's doors were shut off. Like yeah. no one would go at least as far as I knew. Yeah, but there'd be days where I would literally like walk out from class and be like hello and I would hear like either five people like yo like yo what's up and I would like I would spend 40 minutes before I even got to my room just going to other people's rooms yeah. or, like people would come in We'd and leave just leave the doors open yeah because that's what we did yeah and like even people from like other floors would come down like I'm like Steven we I met like Steven. all the when, when there was the power outages and there was that first power outage and he just came down to like he heard that there was stuff like we were playing music outside in the hallway and he came down he's like yo it's lit in here and just like from then on like he literally hung out with us I remember we had like the we had the intramural flag football team and I was such an ass. Yeah, you sucked. Man. As the coach, you were so mean. I was so mean because we I was losing, so competitive. We were playing. Um, I think it was our first game. We were playing Michael Parks, who was the. Oh my God, he we was, were. He was the school. He was the student body president, and we're these freshmen playing. And Michael Parks still plays intramurals. He's in the law school, and he goes hard. He does. Dude. He goes hard. I forgot about that. And we were getting roasted. Like we were, we were down destroyed. like four scores in the second quarter, and like. I was like, all right, Jack, like, we just got to, let's just, like, have fun and, like, not worry. You're like, no. We and, can like, still salvage it. You wouldn't make subs to put some of, like, the lesser players in. I was, I was such like, a dick. I started, I, I yelled at you. I was like, Jack, remember, shut up. Like, I remember. I was like, no. I was like, yo, go in. I was, like, trying to, like, get people to go in so we could have fun and stuff. God, I was an ass. We won, we won like, three or four games, I think, and then we made it to the playoffs, and we won the first playoff game. Did we? We won the first one, then the second one got, the second one didn't show up. 
I must have not been to that. I must have been studying for something. You, I don't think you could make it to that one because we won. Because remember, we won the second game. That's when Stephen was watching us because he didn't yeah. want to join at first. And then he saw like we went off that game. Yeah. Like everyone had a touchdown that game. Oh yeah. And well, that's because the other team was short a player, so they couldn't rush. Yeah. <laughs> the I thought rule, we were good. The rules of that game. Oh yeah, because then you couldn't like the blocking was yeah. so aggravating. I remember you and Liam Hackett yeah. kept trying, kept getting flagged. Yeah. Because you kept like any contact, like, you would get you would get a penalty. That was. Yeah. But dude, though, like just memories from that from freshman year, like. And it's wild because, like, I say the family dynamic, it kind of, like, it kind of fell off after that. Like, because with not being able to all live together. Yeah. Like, and, thing, you know, things happen. People, like, relationships fall through and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, that's just life. Yeah. To make it, you know, to bring it all back. Because, I mean, I know you, like, because, like, I didn't live with Clay the next year. I lived with Thomas. Yeah. And we were supposed to live with Packy and Steven, but both of them fell through. I lived with Daniel and Jeff and Matt the next year. Yeah. But, like, we, we all, me and Daniel and Matt are still close. Um, I know Daniel and Jeff are still close. And then me and Matt are yeah. They matter pretty tight still. And, like, all the girls still live together. And yeah. all, like, Packy and the guys, they got, like, a house together. Yeah. And... I'm going on a run with Jack Patton on Monday. Really? Yeah. I mean, he, like, he saw one of my, like, Run for Noah stories that I put up. And he was like, yo, you're doing a great thing, man. And I was like, let's go get some miles in on Monday. And God, I loved and hated Jack Patton at the same time. He was so annoying. He lived next to me. Him and his roommates would play soccer. And yeah. the goal was the wall yeah. between our rooms. So Matt and I had pictures up on the wall. And the pictures would fall down every night because <laughs> they'd be kicking the balls against the door or against the wall. He was just, he was always like, every time, and I, I know y'all did it as a joke to like get at me, but he was always Jack 1 and I was always Jack oh, 2. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And for the long, like in high school, my best friend's name was Jack. And yeah. in, in, in high school, literally, he was Jack 1, I was Jack 2. And I was like, crap, <laughs> I finally get away from him. And now I'm Jack 2 again. Well, Jack's one of the most popular names. Dude, he, it is. And, and he was just one of the, the nicest dudes. Like, oh, yeah. he was so awesome. I love Jack, man. But like, and so yeah, we all kind of fell off again. Like, I mean, we. Like, we didn't really talk as much as we could have. And, like, I, Steven, well, like... things get busy. No, you know, yeah, and you, you go different ways. But yeah. it's cool because we've kind of all come full circle. Like, mm. I know Thomas and Steven and I, we still hang out a lot. Yeah. And, like, we're gonna we're doing a Zoom call to watch the new episode of Rick and Morty because we would, we, oh, would we would go to Thomas's apartment to watch the Rick and Morty episodes yeah. every week. And then, like, and like you and I, like, I mean, you st- <laughs> you remember you stayed at my house? Was it last summer or the summer before Two that? summers ago. Two summers ago. Yeah, I had an internship with the Carolina Panthers um, in their athletic training department. For it was for their OTA and for their mini camp, so it was only like three days at a time. But that I like longer than that. Well, the first one was three days. The second one, so it was four nights. Oh, that's right. I think, yeah, or three nights, four days, or something. But um, I was like, I don't really have somewhere to stay. I'll ask Jack because I didn't want to ask my dad to pay for a hotel room. Yeah. Because then he'd say no. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, I stayed at your house, and you guys were awesome, and. I, I left you. Do you still have that shirt that I, I gave do you? still have that shirt? Okay, I've had that cool. shirt forever. I lost mine. I don't know where it went, but I was like, you know what? Like, because they gave me two of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I got to stay at your house and. You'd make me so jealous of all the stories you got to tell me about like talking, the, to, Cam uh, talking to Cam Newton talking or like Ryan Cam Newton, Khalil. Shaq and like, Thompson, Ryan Khalil, Greg Olson's got a potty mouth. Uh, all those guys, dude. God, and then I remember that was another thing too. Like, I can't believe y'all like put up with me like watching football games in the floor, <laughs> because I the was Super Bowl. Oh my God, dude. Well, the Super Bowl that was before, before all that, but then, but just like watching like normal football games, because like Clay and I were both Panthers fans, and then like, and you were a Panther fan too, but yeah. like, you didn't really like watch the games with us. No, not really. You watched. You came to watch I the Denver really, game. Yeah, I, think. I don't really watch football that much actually. But you just saw how aggressive I got with football. Oh yeah, you just yelled at our offensive line so much. Like <laughs> freaking Remmers. Like. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, we weren't that good, but yeah. So like, we we kind of we've gone full circle. We we kind of rekindled our friendship, I guess. It, and it wasn't even forced. It just kind of 
I don't know. Good things. Good things happen. Well, because that's what you talk about. Like you talked about it last week, like with being friendship, like friendships by habit. Yeah. Like kind of whether. Oh uh, yeah, habit. And, yeah. Well, like well, you kind of and I have it like a different spin on it because like where you kind of said you know it's not that it's lesser per se, but sometimes people like it's different. It's different. But yeah. so like I kind of have that as the same, and I think it's like when you have a friendship that's kind of like that, not by habit, but just you know certain friendships like that, like you can. And I tell somebody about it to D who came on all the time because D always is upset that we like we don't get to hang out as much anymore. Yeah. Because we're at different stages of our lives, and he's afraid that like we you know, aren't as close as we are anymore, yeah. that I have, you know, I've moved on from him. And I'm like, dude, when you have certain friendships, like, you can spend so much time apart and not talk to each other, but then right when you get back together, it's like, like the, it, it's like nothing changed. And that happened with my high school friends. Like, we stopped hanging out as much because they both li- they both had internships uh, at their colleges. And so, like, yeah. I didn't get to see them at all. But then when they came back, it was like nothing had ever changed. Yeah. And that's kind of like with you, too. Like, we just talked like, you know, like nothing had ever happened. Yeah. Because, I mean, if we really break it down, like, and I don't, and you can say, you know, whether or not, like, you were one of my best friends of freshman year. Oh, like, yeah. We did literally we hung out everything all the time. together, almost. Yeah. yeah, we hung out all I mean, the time. we went to every, like, you were the reason I had most of my experiences freshman year. I don't you, even have that much fun, so I'm surprised you say that. Which, and that's, that's what I heard, like, what did you mean by that when you said, because when you said that, and you didn't really horribly elaborate on it last week, but, like, yeah. you said that, and that kind of caught me off guard. Yeah. Because you, I mean, you've always been a guy who's on his grind, but, like... You've always seemed to be, you know, enjoying what you do. Yeah. And you've always seemed to even, you know, like, we both talked, we never expected us to join fraternities. Yeah. But well, that's you, the thing, yeah. It's but like, you did, and I mean, and I knew you, you were going <laughs> to go in the path that you did with it. Yeah, and I took it to the to the moon with that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, the, like, the, I never really, so when I, in high school, like, I didn't drink until I got to college. Same. Um, I didn't do, I actually looked down on people. It, this was just, you know, pleading ignorance. I never time. thought I was going to drink. I yeah. said I wasn't going to. Yeah. My I mom, because my mom's, my mom had a, my mom's sister, um, rest her soul. She had, when she was my age, I like, got in a car, was hit by a, was hit by a drunk driver. Mm-hmm. And so I knew how much pain that she was in because of that. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to drink. Like there's no, I can, I, cause yeah. I was like, I can have fun without doing it. Yeah. And then you get to college and you realize you can be you can be responsible. You can be responsible, and there's for the most part, and that's kind of the and that's the way that you grow with people yeah. too. You get these experiences, so yeah. I, I feel that too. Yeah, and I saw like that, you know, the the having fun. I know I when I talked about it on last episode, I like I'm a very like performance driven person. Yeah. To where I get a lot of gratification out of completing tasks that mean a lot to me. Yeah. And I get more gratification from that than I do from um, social. Uh, I guess events that most people enjoy a lot more than I do. Mm. So, like, I mean, if like this stuff, like, I get more gratification from this than I do from you know drinking um, and going downtown, just because this is something I'm more comfortable. I guess I'm, mm. I'm more comfortable. Yeah, I'm more comfortable doing this, and I'm. I also can see the result of this. Like, it has, it has know, more substance. Yeah, you three can, months yeah. ago, I wouldn't have been like, yeah, I'm gonna start listening to my voice on repeat for <laughs> yeah. hours on end. Um, but like freshman year, I actually had a really rough, personally, I had a really rough um, freshman year first semester because, so I, um, if you've kept up, like Jack, you know, like I used to be like 260 pounds. Yeah. Like I was very fat. I was morbidly obese, um, type, pre-type 2 diabetic. Uh, I had a really bad back injury in high school to where I couldn't drive a car. I couldn't walk for a short period of time. I couldn't sit in a chair. Yeah. I had to stand in the back of my classes. Jeez. like, And so... 
I'm not trying to like virtue signal no, or yeah. anything, but I had all like all this stuff happened right there, and I was like consistently was I was obsessed with wanting to get better and lose the weight. So I came to college at like 200, and I think it was 206 when I came to college, um, which you know is 54 pounds down from where I was. Yeah, I mean, I, I I had no idea when you had came. Like, you oh, yeah. couldn't even tell. Yeah. Oh, it's a great talking point. If I, I'm not very successful with it, <laughs> if I'm hitting on a girl, I, it comes up sometimes. Um, normally, friends will bring it up. Like, yo, this guy used to be fat. <laughs> And I'm like, eh. but anyway, um, with the, the having fun thing, I came in so determined to lose the weight. Um, I didn't drink. I went out three times first semester of freshman year because, you know, and I was also scared about getting in trouble with the police. Yeah. And I actually had a run in, um, with the cops. My parents don't know this, but my buddy and I, we shipped some fake IDs. Oh my um, God. I forgot Russell, about this. To the Russell house. And I can say this now, which is, fun, which is awesome. Um, and they act like accidentally, they got intercepted in the mail because you don't ship them to the Russell house. No, no um, one does. So, and I was walking back from a calculus, uh, study session. And my friend calls me and she's like, why are the police knocking on my door? And then I look at my phone and like, you guys are like in the group chat saying, yo, Phil, like there's cops knocking on your door. And I'm like, I was oh, asleep God. and I woke up to this. I'm like, oh, wait, God. what is happening? Yeah. And, that, and it just scared me shitless. Yeah. Because it's cops at your door. Yeah. And like, they were like, yeah, like we're not going to give you an MIP because you never were in possession of it, but you're going to get in trouble. And I never got a conduct meeting for it. Um, so woohoo. But <laughs> I like I had this view of fun and I was like you know the risk of that isn't worth it and it actually put me into a pretty negative state of mind because I was not only was I not you know going out and having that social aspect of college that so yeah. many freshmen get to experience yeah. and I do I do regret that but I was also also battling like a minor eating disorder at the time really yeah I was because I wanted to lose the weight so I have pictures of myself at like the weights that I got to and I looked like malnourished like I looked awful yeah I went from because I lost from 206 I weighed in from 206 I was 175 at Christmas oh my god um yeah so I lost 25 pounds my first semester of college which is you know a great accomplishment oh, yeah. if you look at the numbers I, think but I gained 25 pounds when I my first <laughs> semester of college I like I was eating I think 1300 calories a day or something like that and I was working out like two to three hours a day yeah you were I was studying like a madman like and I you know and I, I didn't know what I was doing was wrong because I just was like I'm so focused on doing this I'm so obsessed with it and I got the result but then I look at it and I'm like oh my god like what did I do to myself yeah um so that was my the having fun thing like I didn't really have a ton of quote fun yeah um freshman year like second semester I started yeah, I was saying, it up a little bit second semester was when we had a lot yeah, of fun. That, and was I, fun you and that was the thing like you never would have known like I didn't even know most of that stuff I mean yeah. I knew remember when you when you got mono that's when you looked your worst when you got your mono was that second semester yeah, I think that and that fun. was I was that was when I was like <laughs> I had seen you as like not like as a I was like I saw you as like a superhuman because you would do so much stuff yeah. and you would like I never knew that you were having you were struggling with it oh yeah but it was until mono then I was like okay, that's what you finally had to like tone everything down. I mean, you yeah. like a like a shell of a person. Yeah. You were sleeping so much, and that's why like when I got mono the next I year, like fourteen hours a day. Dude, I when like, I got mono the next year, I was terrified. I was like, if I have to go through what Phil goes through, <laughs> I'm gonna be screwed. I didn't get it as bad as some other people did. I just I slept for like four days. Yeah, and then um I had a I had an old friend who helped me out. She took care of me a lot. She got me like uh, a lot of ice cream, <laughs> which was really good because um when because when I when you get mono, they're like, all right, so like you're gonna lose weight. Yeah, just, and I was like. I, for some reason, I was like, "No, I'm an exercise science major, so I know how the I know how your metabolism works. Like, you don't just lose weight; like, you just don't eat." Yeah. So, but I was on prednisone. I was hungry. I ate like three gallon, not three gallons, like three half gallons of ice cream and like a, no, two half gallons of ice cream in a two day period. It was the oh my uh, god! It was the um, 
oh, I can't remember it, but it was like chocolate. It was like chocolate ice cream with cookie. It was cookies and cream. It had chocolate chip cookie dough, and it had, uh, I think it was, I think it was cough, like hazelnut or something. It was so good. Yeah. It was so what? good. Um, but yeah, so like that, the mono definitely was a, that was a hit. I mean, but you speak of, you but sp- it's inevitable no, for yeah. freshman year. Yeah. I mean, you, you talk about like not, and I kind of always, I mean, you always knew that too, and I kind of could get that from you. And that was the thing, like when I first met you, it was such a, you get such a different mindset than everybody else. Like yeah. it, I never experienced anything like it before. And that's when I was like, this kid is not different, but I was like, this, this, this kid's awesome. And that's yeah. when like, and I always look back like when I, because if, if anyone knows me, they know that especially especially after freshman year, I started getting involved in a lot of different organizations. Yeah. Sophomore year, I joined a fraternity. I did dance marathon. I started doing, you know, a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. And whenever I, and I never told you this, but whenever I would like get, like come home like exhausted from doing like eight different things every day when I would leave my house at like nine and not get back till midnight. And I was like, you know, I had something else I had to do or I was going from one place to the other and I was starting to get run down. I was like... I always said, okay, I got to be on my grind. I got, I seriously, I was like, I got to get on my grind. I got to be like Phil on his grind. And that's where like, it was motivating. Cause I was like, I know that kids our age can do this. And I'm yeah. not, you don't have a lot of role models and you never like, it's weird to say you have a role model your same age, but like you were at that time because that's I really saw, nice of you, man. I, 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 I it's, it's true. Cause I saw the way that you would, you, you, you would interact and the way you lived life like freshman year is different than a lot of people would live their life. So yeah. I know you say that you might have regrets, but like, Oh no, I, I know like it set me up for such success yeah. and happiness in the end of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess I like to think that I think differently, um, no, you're 100% partially you. just because I want to be different, yeah. you know, like you do things strictly because other people don't do them. Like that's partially the reason why I do. You would ask questions that other people don't normally ask. We, we, we would have conversations and you would either have like, you wouldn't go like more in depth yeah. than the surface. And it was funny cause I was like yeah. having to be like, Oh, like I never thought of anyone asking me. It was, it was wild. It was like, and not things that were weird. It was just well, like, you told me something. I remember like, I can't remember the specifics, but you told me something that happened between you and somebody else. And I'd be like, so why'd you do it? And then you, you kept breaking, you would help me like break it down. And I was I like, no one else. Was, no, honest like, to God, but it was hilarious. And it was, it was helpful too for most of my, you know, my stuff. Like I wish that like, cause sophomore year was when I went through my rough patch. And like, yeah. that's when I really was like, cause it was that same thing. It was like, I, I felt alone because you know, it's why I joined a fraternity. Cause when, I mean, with Thomas, like I said, my roommates were awesome, but they were super antisocial. Like, they wouldn't come out of their rooms. Yeah. And because I didn't have a car, and y'all, I mean, you lived at what, Stadium Suites, didn't you? Yeah, I lived, like, Literally, I lived across the Gobi Desert. Like, you lived at the Stadium Suites, the girls lived at the Hub, like, I lived at the Green Crossing, Jared lived wherever he was living. I think he was still at RM at that point. Yeah. And so, like, a lot of our group, that was my main friend group, and they were all really spread out. Yeah. And it was hard, unless Thomas wanted to go and hang out with them, I really had no way of getting out there. Yeah. So, like... I found myself most nights just sitting in my room playing video games, and I was like, I, I can't do this with yeah. college. Like, I don't want to. So that's when I ended up joining a fraternity, and it added so much to my life. Like, I can't imagine doing college without it. But then it also it added some, you know, some some rough things, too. But and it's good and the bad and everything. No, yeah, yeah. But that's where, like, and it's a, that the you thinking differently thing, and that's where, like, that's kind of how we got to here, because when we started this podcast, and I, it was funny because after it happened, like, I was posting a bunch of stuff on social media. I'm sure everyone was super tired of it. Like, it was, like, something every day on yeah. social media about it. And I remember you DM'd me, and you're like, yo, like, like what is this? Yeah. Like, explain it a little bit more. You were interested in it, and so I explained it. It was the color scheme that got me. It was it really? And yeah, and it's funny, because me and Brett actually had a call, and I was like, yo, like, once, because we're, we're developing a YouTube channel, and I was like, do you think, like, 
maybe we should add some color for the YouTube channel. And he was like, I don't know, man. And I was like, you know what? Like, you're right. It's kind of been our staple through it all. Yeah. And it makes it's like, it's it's cool. See, like, girls have, like, you know, Instagram, like, themes. Yeah. Like, they buy the themes. We don't got to buy the theme. We can just make it all black yeah, right. and white. <laughs> it saved me so much time in terms of, like, making sure everything's color correct. Because yeah. I don't have to make sure everything's white balance. I just <laughs> gray. But, like, you were shouting and you were talking about, you know, your ultra marathon. And I was like, that's really dope. We can have something, like, kind of towards our, you know, demographics. So I yeah. put you in touch. I was like, DM Brett. Like, I think it'd be really dope. And y'all started talking. And I remember the minute, because I think this was over the summer, too. Yeah. Um, and I, was, the yeah. minute y'all had your, like, your pre-call, like, he called me. He's like, dude, Phil is awesome. Like, he's insane. I Like, he, we had such a good call. And I was like, I never pieced it together. But I was like, oh, my God. You and Brett have such similar mindsets when it comes to, like, your productivity. Yeah. And, like, you know being successful or being you know uh, driven in college to yeah. do things other than you know just be social yeah and it was wild because i was like that i'd never i never put the two of you together but once i did i was like how have i waited this long to do that i'm waiting for it to blow up because who knows man <laughs> i mean honestly and then now y'all i mean now you're a pivotal part of the team and like it's it's crazy because i was saying i, I texted brett and i i told you a little bit earlier like when i heard y'all both talking on the podcast it was so cool to hear both y'all talking mm -hmm. and like whether or not like I mean, y'all were both kind of uncomfortable the first episode around. You know, it was such a. It was. Was it that noticeable that it was like? Uncomfortable? It was. It was nothing. We're uncomfortable. Yeah. It was. Well, I'm not gonna get offended. Like. I, it was to me yeah. because I am a person who is comfortable on camera. Yeah. Just because I don't know I am. Yeah. Um. And Brett, you know, was starting to ease into it. That was. This was like the fourth episode, I think. Maybe fifth or sixth. Eight. Eight. Yeah, I, I, I think can't it was remember. Eight. We've had so many episodes now. Yeah. But like, the differences between then and now. Yeah. It's just it's astronomical. And it's so cool because, you know... Because I, I trust him now. No, yeah, he and, and he trusts the hell out of yeah. you. And it's so cool to see the two of you together. And it really makes me kind of angry. Not angry, but like... Because we've still been able to be productive throughout all this. But I feel like if we had gotten the rest of our senior year... Like, especially because I just started getting close again with, like, you. Mm -hmm. And really with Thomas and Steven again. Because I would see them, like, w once or twice, but not to... We were hanging out literally every week. Yeah. Like, we were watching... We, we would go and we'd watch Rick and Morty every mm -hmm. week. And then we would go to, like, like Steven and I would meet up at Jake's. And Thomas... We got Thomas to come to the bars. Yeah. I got him to come to two football games. Yeah. It was wild. And so, like, I just started getting back, like, close with them. And I was finally done with Dance Marathon stuff. And I could finally get, like... Because that was taking up all my time. Which, not that it was a bad thing. Like, I love it to death. And thank God we got to do it. Because if we didn't get to have the main event, like, I would have lost it. Yeah. I would have lost it. Yeah. Um, but I'd just finally gotten into swinging things with my class. And then we go for spring break. And suddenly that's it. And I don't know. It just threw... I mean, the whole world's upside down. Yeah. And I didn't get upset. Like, I keep teetering back and forth. and going, like, my senior's been stolen. Then also, like... It could be so much worse. Like, I don't know anyone that has corona. No one in my family has died from corona. Like, mm -hmm. no, I have, like, both of my, my mom still has a job. We're like, very fortunate, yeah. We're very fortunate in that regard. But also, and people, like, because people, so many people reached out to me, like, when they canceled, when they canceled the school for the rest of the year. Yeah. Like, so many friends were like, Jack, I'm so sorry, like, that your senior has been stolen. And I was like, and, like, it hasn't, like, it never really, really hit me. I don't think I'd be sitting here right now if the... Um the virus didn't happen. And I don't know if I'd be as involved with STS as if... You don't think so? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know because I, I told myself that I was going to go, quote, have fun. And, yeah. you know, that's actually... Um, that's hypocritical of me because that's not what I enjoy to do. Yeah. So, who knows? Maybe... And I also wouldn't be working with Brett right now if it wasn't for that. Yeah. And I've wanted that job for so long. Yeah. Um, I've actually seen it as a very positive experience. I've seen this whole coronavirus thing as a, for me, which I don't want to sound selfish because people are dying no, because yeah. of it, and I've been safe with the quarantine and everything like that. 
I'm actually very happy looking at myself a month and a half ago to now. Really? I'm very happy with how, with what I've done with my time. Mm. Not even, you know, achieving tasks or whatever, but with... Maybe even know. just be like self, self-betterment self or just so, kind of... Yeah, I'm so much more comfortable with myself now. Yeah. I mean, like, I've come on two two episodes yeah, since then. Yeah, in I, a row. I, I used to care what people thought a lot. Like, I don't, I don't give a, you know, yeah. I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um... I didn't mean to take that in a different direction. No, I, I mean, it's It different. sucks. Like, I, I want to go to Rockaway's and have a pimento cheeseburger. <laughs> like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. I want to go, like, to a bar and hang out with my friends to have one last hurrah to get closure. Yeah. Um, that's, see, that's the... That's the biggest thing is closure. Is the closure of it all. But again, like, this is closure. Like, yeah. me talking with you, like, we're not going to stop talking after this. But, no. Like, you're the type of guy that I care about the actual friendship to where I'll put forth effort. If I care about the person, I will put forth effort to make sure that I stay in touch or that we hang out. And that's what I've been saying. Like, a lot of yeah. my friends, like, when it happened, like, especially, like, in some of my classes, like, guys, we're never going to see each other again. I'm like, what are y'all talking about? Like, yeah, we're a, going to see each other again yeah. if we care about each other like we say we do. Yeah. Like, that's, that's another reason why I haven't been, like, because the closure did hit me a bit. Like, you know, not getting to go to, like, my last formal or not getting yeah. to go to, like, my last you know like Wednesday night takes like yeah. some of the more social aspects not getting to have my senior semester in terms of my class like not having to getting to have my last broadcast yeah. or getting to you know go out to dinner with my class or my teachers because we were planning on doing all that kind of stuff yeah. and so that kind of got me like you know some of that closure not getting to you know spend as much time with my roommates before I graduate than, than I would have liked but like and you're right because it's not like it can't it, it's it's the mind matters with something when it's a habit that you've been doing for a period of time. Yeah. So. And it's that habit we keep talking about. Yeah, and it depends. Like, it like for you, like you loved going to Jake's. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. That closure makes sense. But I guess for me, it's like I didn't go to Jake's. A lot. Yeah. So that's kind of why. I mean, that's why. I mean, like my closure. Okay. So the fact that I can't go to Strom <laughs> is annoying. It's, yeah. It, that actually, that's where I can agree with yeah. you. Yeah. Like that pisses me off. That pisses. Me no, off. I can't. I love that place, you, man. On your grind, I can. <laughs> I remember I would I, when I worked at Strong freshman year, and you yeah. would come and visit. And it was, I had to wear those bright neon pullovers every day at the desk, and it was just atrocious. It's just I don't know. So like, cause that's the thing. Like we've gotten to do so much in three and a half years mm-hmm. that like I'm not gonna say like that I'm get like it was like you know this is like I'm not getting to end the right way, so therefore college is a waste. Like that's yeah. not gonna ever come into my mind. It was just like because we got we've been so blessed with such a cool experience. I feel bad. I do feel bad for some of the high school seniors. Because, you know, not getting to have, like, high school graduation or prom, that kind of sucks. Yeah. I do want to have a graduate. I, I I plan on going to commencement. I'll be there. I, I plan on doing that I'll just because. I'll be there they, they want me to go. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's more so for my, it's more so for me. I want to have my name said right at a freaking graduation because they didn't send my name right at high How school. How do you not say Jack Taylor? That's, you, you would think. What do you say? I go up and they go, John William Taylor. And I'm like, my name's not John. Is there another? <laughs> I literally looked around. I'm like, is there another dude? And I waited. And my mom, like, met, like, the video got, like, she stopped the video and then, like, had to restart it. But I was already, like walking oh by like they were all pissed so i want to have a name said right at graduation i don't know and it's just like like i said part of me like i would love to i and the, the part is like i have a really close relationship with my family not that most people don't but yeah. like i mean my, like my little brother it had been, been tough because like, like you have a very special i can tell i really like and, and my family friends. yeah i mean my little brother turned into one of my best friends and yeah. like when he would like it was insane and i didn't know my youngest brother like I like I didn't know him as well he's six years younger than me you know and I spent most of his older years where we could actually have you know a Mm -hmm. substantial friendship in college and like we had been gone we hadn't been together as a family for more than like a week Mm -hmm. since I went to college so like that's been kind of 
that's been the, an, an upside to it. Yeah. Because, I mean, most people, like, if they had to, you know, be w stuck with their family for a month and a half would go crazy. I'm not going to say that I haven't gone crazy a little bit, <laughs> but that has been nice in that regard. I, it's just... Because I, I, I do, I, like I said, I feel for the high school seniors, and I feel for a lot of ki people in my class who, you know, especially the ones that are, are afraid with mm -hmm. jobs, and they're afraid, like, I, I, I feel bad for, especially with online stuff, like, my friends that are in the nursing school that were doing, you know, they were doing um, in, like, the hospital, that was their class, like, and you can't do that yeah. online. Like, yeah. my class, I couldn't do my class online. I yeah. mean, we did, but it wasn't the same. So I felt bad, like, I, like, this is the first, like, if it was any other semester of school, like in terms of classes, I wouldn't have cared. Yeah. But for this one, I was like, are you like, this was the one semester or that the I the lucky batch. Literally, yeah, the I know. Lucky, lucky batch. It's it's and then employment too. Like you know, everyone's kind of up in the air. Like I've been waiting to hear from responses, and a lot of people are just freezing their hiring. And yeah. you know, you hope that. I mean, I know, like I know that something's gonna happen. I know I'm going to get a job at some point. Mm -hmm. It's just been it's been difficult. So like I had I had one interview. Yeah. And it was up in West Virginia, and so. And I'm not going to say anything because what, you know, ended from the interview, but it was weird because like, it was the first thing I'd heard back in a while. Mm -hmm. And it, I'd like to actually hear your take on this. I am now kind of stuck because I went out to West Virginia I visited, this was like a couple days ago. And I was trying really hard because I was like, okay, I got to see if it feels like home because that's like what you want to do kind of. I mean, mm -hmm. you like, especially because with journalism, you have to sign a two-year contract. So you have to work for two years. Mm -hmm. You can't just like get an offer, accept it, and then go somewhere else, okay. which for some other jobs, you might be able to do that, you know? Yeah. So it's very, so it'd be, it was in the middle of West Virginia, kind of nowhere, but I'd be getting doing, you know, what I love, but mm -hmm. with different people that I've never met before. Yeah. A lot of them are my same age, which is nice. But so I was trying to, I was stuck, I'm stuck in this part right now where I'm like, do I, did I make this place feel like home solely because I don't have any other offers and because I'm afraid of not having a job and waiting mm -hmm. that time out because I don't want to wait however long this lasts? Or did it actually feel like home and did I, is it actually a place that, you know, I would be willing to work and I shouldn't say no to it because I think that something else might come up, you know? Yeah, I think... I didn't mean to put you on the spot. No, no, no. I, I want to make sure I articulate this right because this is how I would look at it. Um, I don't think you're looking at it as a home. I think you want to look at it as an opportunity, which is what you are. I just don't think that's the right word for it. It's kind of like when coming to USC, you yeah. know? Like, you knew that you were going to have to test the waters a little bit yeah. and try things new, but the the virus does make it difficult. It does make it difficult because I'm in that situation too to where I'm like, is there something better if I wait? Yeah. But then like no action, like I know. Are you kidding me? Like I'm just not gonna sit here and wait and like, you know You and I are the two we I, I hate doing nothing. Yeah. I absolutely hate it. So I yeah, so I understand I understand both sides of the of the mental debate um i mean me personally mm -hmm. i would do it yeah are you kidding me yeah like because if i mean like let's be honest like you don't go on a vacation to west virginia <laughs> no no you don't you really don't but um for me similarly it's like we're young we're not married we don't have kids i'm not having kids for a while i'm not getting married for a while sorry sorry my I'm, gonna go, I'm, here. I'm gonna go do something stupid for a couple <laughs> years and like push my like push my comfort zone like, yeah I'm going to go live somewhere extremely uncomfortable, like, and for me, it could, it's probably, hopefully, going to be staying in Columbia, which mm. would be extremely uncomfortable for me. Yeah. I want to get out. Yeah. Um, not like I don't hate USC or anything, or not like I hate USC. I mean, I didn't want to do, I didn't want to stay in Columbia for news. I was like, I, that yeah. seemed like I'd be doing, if I was doing sports in Columbia, it seemed like I'd be doing another four years yeah. of college, yeah. or another year of college or so, and I don't, I don't know, something about, I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. Yeah, but it's like, you, it's, I, I, so I look at it as a game. 
I, yeah. That's what I think you can look at this as. So you can look at the situation as a game like, okay, like West Virginia. Not the best reputation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, not the best area, but that's cool. Right? It's, di it's different, yeah. Not that it's just different, but it's cool. It's like, oh, like 10 years from now. Oh, out of college, coronavirus? Yeah, like I only had one offer. It was from West Virginia. And I went because why not? Yeah. I went and I literally reported on, I don't know, meth houses and coal, coal mining. Literally, I mean, coal mining is like the number one thing there. Like, but you did it. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Like, literally, like, the, so when, when I've talked to people who are very successful, they tell me the same thing, the same type of, the same, the same type of tape plays when they all speak. Yeah. It's, I had this opportunity, I said, screw it, and I went for it, and I did what wasn't expected. Yeah. So, for example, um, Chris Hively, he's, uh, you know, I talk about him a lot because mm. he's, I, I love the guy. Yeah. He's awesome. He's a really good mentor of mine. He went from, he went from getting his undergraduate degree, he got his master's at South Carolina, which is cool. Oh. Um, uh, I think in something to do with maps, like making <laughs> maps. And then he literally went, he worked for a company for eight years, and then he built this product on his own and just went for it, you know? And he was in an uncomfortable situation. I mean, it's such a risk to do something you're not used to doing. No, it is. Um, but I think you should go for it. I, that's what I've been looking at, because I don't have an offer yet by any means, but like, it's been kind of like, it, it seemed like it'd be a challenge and I'm definitely up for that yeah. kind of challenge to kind of. You're in an uncomfortable situation. What are you going to do to keep yourself sane? Yeah. Like, and then you'll, you'll go out of your comfort zone. You'll try new things. Exactly. Um, I mean, like me, if I stay in, you know, the, the sweat, the, what is it? The armpit of the South. Um, if I stay here, I'll figure out something to do to keep myself busy. I can just run an extra couple miles and then there we go. Working hard still. Exactly. So. And it's just, I don't know. It's, it'll be interesting to see. And I think that, you know, and I've always known that you kind of have to start at a smaller market, especially my job just to pay your dues. But yeah. I think, uh, dude, I think that'd be so cool. If I met, a, if I met a reporter who like, let's say, let's say best scenario works out. Um, you become very well known reporter, ESPN, whatever you want to do. You're talking, you're meeting, like, 18-year-old calls you. He's like, hey, Jack Taylor, like, I'd love to learn from you. Like, if you have any opportunities, like, any open time, just let me know. I'd love to have coffee. And you're like, sure, 20-minute phone call. And you talk to this kid, and he's like, all right, so, like, what'd you do? You're like, all right, um, I graduated college when there was a pandemic, and a lot of my friends were unemployed, or they had their job offers rescinded, and they just wanted to wait. I had no offers except for one from West Virginia. And I went there for two years, and I did it, and I learned so much. Yeah. And now here I am. Yeah. And I've literally been in such a diverse market. Because you don't want to do that. Like, yeah. You want to do sports. Yeah. But you can be a jack of all trades, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I seriously think, like, because a kid would look at that. Like, I look at that. When I talk to people, I'm like, damn, you've been here, and you're now here. But mm -hmm. it's only because of where you started. Yeah. No, that's, so, that's kind of the mindset that I've had. And I pulled the trigger. I, I'm, I'm thinking about it. But, um... You know, wrapping up, guys, because like I said, this is a bit of a different ep uh, episode and a different uh, subject that we've kind of had. So, I mean, like I said, if you are, you know, a senior that is out there and kind of feeling that way, I feel for you as more than anyone else because I understand what all y'all are going through. Um, we'd love to hear if y'all have different stories about um, 
if y'all different stories about your senior year or you know, your college and you want to reach out to us and kind of talk if you want to talk to any to us about the struggles that you're going through because of your senior year kind of be taken away both high school and and uh, college seniors please reach out to us because i know we love talking to it about each other and i'd love to talk to y'all with it as well confidential and honest man. exactly yeah i mean that's yeah. kind of the, we, we want to be a community and we communities only are developed through communication and through talking to each other and i know that's one of the biggest things i've learned in college is that communication is, is is key um so do you have anything else you want to say about you know senior year about college anything um, like that Let's get to work, man. Let's get to work. I'm ready, I'm ready to get after it. We're ready for the next part of our lives. Maybe the coffee kicked in that I drank, <laughs> but like I'm ready to take the world by the horns, man. I'm so excited. And that's the mindset you gotta have. And that's the mindset we want to try to cultivate here. At, and that's what we've tried to, we have cultivated, I think, yeah. for the most part. Hard times create strong men. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But y'all, again, thank you for listening and joining in. And um, as always, it's weird. I don't think either of us have ever read the mission statement. I'll let Phil read it because I don't think I've ever said it. All right. Um, so Brett, this one's for you, man. And this is for all of our listeners. This group is designed to be a constant open communication between members to deal with issues that arise in everyday life. Whether they be fitness goals, personal goals, or life struggles, this podcast is designed to uplift all those involved. Dulcius ex Asperis. Thank you guys so much. Well, if you're still listening, <laughs> don't know why you are. But <laughs> God kidding. bless you. Yeah, uh, we got more stuff coming, guys. Appreciate you listening. Just keep keep uh, keep your ear out and stay safe, stay inside, and uh, we'll see you next time. Stay on your grind, guys. Stay on your grind, yes sir.